Welcome back to the Godly Young Men Podcast. This is episode 57. We are very grateful for you joining us, uh, either YouTube or audio. Um, Joe, we've got a fascinating episode that we're going to get into today about taking risks. Um, there's something about risk taking that just almost kind of feels inherently manly, yeah. right? Like just, yep. you know, men are supposed to take risks. And, you know, then on the other hand, you've got people that say, well, no, taking risks is stupid. Yeah. And therefore you should, you know, whether or not it's manly or not, you shouldn't take risks. And so we're going to delve into that with this episode. We've actually got a lot of ground to cover. You might mm-hmm. be thinking, okay, how in depth can you go on, on taking risks? Um, but we want to cover kind of, okay, how true is it that, that risk taking is kind of a manly thing to do? We just came off of an episode about do masculine things, yep. you know, hunting, fishing, working out, sports, that kind of thing. So this is, you know, somewhat similar in the sense that, again, risk taking is commonly associated with men, whereas women are typically more risk averse. They don't like to, to take risks. They like security. They like security. Men, on the other hand, I've, I've certainly seen that in my own life. My dad is a lot more of a risk taker and my mom is not. <laughs> yep. Um, Likewise, yeah. And so, yeah, there's something along the lines of masculinity that has to do with risk taking. So that's why I wanted to cover it. We've got several different areas we're going to look at. But Joe, why don't you kind of for our audience, listeners, whatever, tell them what we're not talking about. Yeah. Here's what we're not talking about. Brainless, stupid, irresponsible, uh, idiotic activities that might cause you physical harm. Um, you know, you see these TikTok challenges. <laughs> they are risk-taking. They are risk-taking. The Tide Pods, you know, the yeah. uh, the cinnamon challenge where you take it and you could actually... What was it? The milk physical. crate challenge? Was like where Oh, you- <laughs> that's right. Where you're like 12 feet in the air on these milk crates hoping that they balance. Please don't be stupid. Right. <laughs> We're not right. talking about those, okay? So when it's like, oh yeah, I take risks all the time. If those are the risks you're talking about, that's not what we're talking about. This, this actually, keep listening. This podcast <laughs> is for you. Well, um, the other thing is you do have, you know, kind of like teenage guys that just goof off and, yeah. are, you know, kind of numb skulls together. We're walking through the mall the other day, and, of course, I'm trying to avoid. They got the little cars that the kids can drive, yep. like five-year-olds can drive. And I got my two boys, and I'm trying to avoid it because, like, I'm not paying for it. I don't have four arms to push you. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is going to be impossible. And sure enough, as we kind of walk by the area, we hear, I don't even know how he got the car to make the sound. I guess if you turn it, it kind of does. 15-year-old kid in there just messing around, goofing off with his buddies. And, and like, please don't do that. You know, the, the, we're talking about being godly young men. This is something that we're seeing in Generation Alpha a lot of just kind of these. But every generation, I would say, yeah. has these mindless, it's a youth you know, 14, thing, 15, guess, 16 yeah. years old where you're doing this. So we're not talking about, when, when we're talking about taking risks, we're not talking about guys being numbskulls. Yeah. Going out and doing really stupid things. Um, taking Think. unnecessary risks with your health, with, with the parkour thing of where guys are hanging off buildings and it looks super cool on TikTok or on Instagram reels. It's not. Essentially, it's things that are dangerous with no real upside. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, no purpose, really, no potential. And they might cause you, like, serious harm. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, you like could the ar- downside is death. The upside is... You got a, a, like a million views on Instagram. Good for you. What tangibly does that right, do? Right. So that's not what we're talking about. Right. Again, just being stupid, TikTok challenges, whatever. But we do have several categories that we're going to talk about. Essentially, how risky should we be? Yeah. Um, because we do not fall on the side of take zero risks, play it safe every time. I do think that is kind of a feminized thing to do, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I do. I, I do think there is some element of, and again, we're going to get into all the areas, but like, Maybe take a risk here. Maybe maybe be a little risky here. Um, and so let's get into it, Joe. Let's start with kind of the physical aspect, uh, physical topic here, like like our bodies, basically. How risky should we be uh, when it comes to activities? I'm thinking of things like skydiving, yeah. uh, motorcycles, uh, four-wheeling. We just got back from a snowmobiling trip yes, that was did. super fun. Snowmobiling is risky. 
how how risk averse should we be on those things? I'll just open that up to you. Yeah, this is a difficult discussion because as I just got done saying, you know, about the um, the parkour and such, some guys may look at that as being ultra masculine that they are taking risks that you know they're pushing their body to the limits. I could almost see a case for it, but the problem is you do have to be responsible with what God's given you. Yeah, but, good steward. Yeah, yeah, good steward of what God's given you. So if if the risk is like up here and the chance of survival is is you go, well, a lot of people survive. There's certain things like the parkour where you're hanging off the Burj Khalifa over in, in Dubai. Like, you could die. You slip and die. That's really not good. Whereas I look at some of these other things, again, going snowmobiling. You're not hearing of a ton of guys dying of snowmobiling. I mean, it's possible, but yeah. It is possible, but if it was happening all the time, they probably wouldn't do it. It's the same thing with skydiving. Uh, I got a good buddy who's who's very big Have you ever skydived? I have not. Yeah, It's actually neither. on my bucket list. I'd love to skydive at some point. My wife... W- it's at the top of her bucket list. Is it really? She really wants to skydive. I'm kind of not. Yeah, my wife is like, if you skydive, I'll kill you. So <laughs> if, if you don't die from the skydiving, you'll die from me. Um, but I have a buddy who actually loved it so much, he ended up getting certified. He broke his back doing it and then, like, re- oh yeah, goodness. you know, JP and yeah. and recouped. And um, he's an instructor and packs his own parachutes and everybody else's. And he's a big deal now in skydiving in Colorado. And, you know, good for him. And so as we're talking about it, how risk averse should we be? I don't have a problem with pushing your body and pushing your mind to the limits from a physical standpoint that pushes past what you think you may be able to do. But again, look at the risk involved of how many guys are dying. How many how many people are dying from this? If people are dying right and left, skydiving is pretty safe as an example. I was going to yeah. say skydiving is very safe because they're not letting you do like crazy skydives, halo jumps from the very beginning. You got an instructor, things like that. So push yourself, but do it with intelligence and in yeah mind, i would say i look at all these like the ones i put down skydiving i would sky i i am a little fearful of heights like it's just i'm not like scared to death i'm like a phobia type of thing i don't really sure. love heights so i don't really ever see myself skydiving but if it came down to it could i yeah like i don't think it's that big a that bigorous then you got so i put motorcycling on here as well i will i never plan to own a motorcycle i never really plan to ride on like i to me those just are not the safest thing in the world either. But some some people look at me and go, man, you're a wimp. You're right. not very manly. That's just not a I – re- I don't see a lot of upside to a motorcycle. Um, but then some people do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would – I'm just going to caution you. Please don't get a motorcycle. Please, please don't get one. <laughs> and the reason why is I know multiple – I can like count multiple people I know who have died on motorcycles. Yeah. I had a buddy, 19 years old, joined the Army. His dad – I was buddies with his dad too in, in the hockey community. He's a basic training – Saves up his army paychecks and finally gets himself a motorcycle. Really wanted one of those, you know, super fast motorcycles. His dad's like, look, man, that's pretty dangerous. Like, just make sure you're wearing your helmet and everything. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I will. I will. I think it was less than a month later he was dead. Wow. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen to you per se, but the temptation to get a motorcycle at a young age, look, you're not getting the old Harley, you know, doing this. You're getting the fast bikes that go 190 Yeah. a lot of times for young men. And you're not going to get the bike in just to go 40. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you don't get the bike to, to go the speed limit. So very strong caution against those things. And, and I understand. Here's what I'll say from, and I think you'd agree with this. This is kind of in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. Like, you have to know what your limit is. Yeah. For mine, I'm not stepping foot on a motorcycle. I did snowmobiling. I was not good at it. <laughs> That's for sure. You practice, practice. But would I do it again? Absolutely. Would I try? I've done four-wheeling. Um, would I go skydiving? No doubt. Would I do other things like that? Would I do bungee jumping? Yeah, probably. I've got on here certain, like, I went black. I went black bear hunting. That's not exactly the safest thing right. in the world. But I think to your point, I think everybody kind of does have a, okay, I'm not going to cross that line. Right. 
I don't really see a problem with that if your line is different. But I also, what we would say is don't have your line be on the floor where it's like nothing. Yeah. I, I won't do anything. I don't want to go outside my house. I'd rather play video games. That's a great point. No, you need to be pushing yourself. Push yourself a little bit. Right. Snowmobiling was pushing myself. I've had back surgeries, wasn't in a great spot. You know, physically, as near as much as I want to be, I'm going to push myself a little bit. Does it hurt? Yeah. It hurts and you had a good time. Things, yeah. But I had a really good time doing it. Something I'd like to get better at. So from a physical, and we're going to move on, but from a physical, I would say push yourself a little bit make sure it's not on again that, that the bar is on the floor like you're not willing to do anything you do want to have something to step over but you also don't want the bar to be so high that by the time you jump over it and come back down you're dead right be smart with it understand what that may be and, and you may be saying well this is a biblical podcast where's the scripture for this look we see a lot of young men like david taking risks um fought even a lion a, and a bear he fought a nine foot tall giant that's exactly it like, <laughs> clearly he's not risk averse and you might say well he's putting his life on the line yeah but for his country and for his family and for other yeah. people and, and with god on his side Whereas what we're talking about is getting the motorcycle and taking it 95 on the back roads of Wyoming. Who's tangibly benefiting from that? Be smart about it. Um, you know, the, the point of a man taking physical risks, hunting, things like that, ultimately is to, and probably not for you on this one, that's more for fun, but to feed your family, yeah. <laughs> to support, to provide, to to step up against the threats that are you know coming against you. That's the point of being a man. And if you're not taking risks on the day-to-day when, when that's not on the line, What's going to happen when it is on the line? Yeah. That's why we do the manly things from a physical. Get us into the relational, though. Yeah, so there's kind of, so next, so that was the physical. Next area is the relational. There's kind of two areas to this. It's a Godly Young Men podcast, talking about females here, like, you know, talking to females, girlfriends, that kind of thing. But then also just friendships in general. And I'm going to kind of share what I mean real quick. But you say, well, okay, how can I be risky when it comes to females? What I mean by that is, like, there's some guys just like, oh, I'm never going to skydive. I'm never going to do any of these things. They're just never going to talk to girls. Yeah. You know, they see it as like, I'm, I'm not going to take that risk. I'm not going to, you know, pursue that relationship, whatever. And that's something that I would say you need to not be risk averse about that. Right. Like if you want to find a wife, and obviously we have come out and said, if you're 15 years old, you don't need to be thinking about dating. Like we're not really talking about that. We're talking right. more on the older end. If you're somebody 19, 20, you're thinking about marriage, you're not going to get there by being risk averse. Right. You need to put no yourself doubt. out there. Like go talk to the, to the attractive. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in. You know, never be afraid to talk to the prettiest girl in the room. Like you're like have that confidence that you can do that. A lot of guys are risk averse about that. They don't want to yep. do that. Um, I'll let you talk on that and then I'll get into kind of the friendship side of it if you want. You want to be the one pursuing them ultimately, yeah. not them pursuing you. And I've seen it work where the where the girl just t- chases down the guy and the guy is like super awkward and doesn't want to talk, but the girl is like, I'll talk enough for you. And the guy goes, Okay, that works, I guess. You don't want that to be the case. You want you want to be the one that it doesn't necessarily like drive every conversation but where there's a flow back and forth where you're pursuing her you're taking some risks you're having to get outside your comfort zone i love what you said about the prettiest girl in the room take the risk take the shot what happens she says no well if you never ask her it's a no anyway so it's the more manly thing to do to ask her and she says no than to never ask her at all yeah exactly and then if you take it as great another girl rejected me no don't don't be that guy take it as okay why are they rejecting me and and you know maybe ask yourself a little bit of where you're coming from don't get angry at the world but figure out a way to okay what am i looking for and i would say for the prettiest girl in the room if she's a jerk don't go after her just because she's pretty find the right one but this is for a different podcast as far as it goes with taking risks though i think you're spot on but you're going to bring up yeah so the other side is, is friendships of like listen it is sometimes a risk to try to be really good friends with somebody because you have to be vulnerable you have to be willing to sacrifice maybe something that you want. So you know what a lot of people do is they just don't really put the time and effort into this. You see this a lot, unfortunately, with females. Yeah. Um, of It's a lot of work to establish a good friendship. And so they just, you know, I don't, maybe they don't want to get burned. They don't want right. to get hurt. 
Uh, and so they just don't really put in the time. Maybe they have shallow acquaintances, shallow friendships, but they never have any truly deep friendship relationships. And maybe you're listening and watching and you're this way of like, you don't really want to get close to people. That's what I'm, that's the type of risk aversion that is kind of a bad thing that I'm talking yeah. about with friendships. Like put yourself out there, try to be good friends with people. If they burn you, they burn you. So but, saying, the reality yeah. is you could be burnt. Like yeah. we're not telling you that's not the case. The point Will's saying is spot on, which is take the risk anyway. Yes. It's worth it. It's it's worth it because you may find the best friend you've ever had. And you may not. They may hurt you. It's a risk you're, you know, we have to be willing to take because if we never take the risk, we're lonely. And when we're lonely, especially as guys, we get into porn, we get into, you know, all sorts of bad stuff we're not getting into. We we become recluses. We we, you know, end up staying downstairs and watching Netflix all day. Like we don't want to be lonely. We want to be somebody who takes the risk, who goes out, puts himself into certain situations, who goes into the to the group of nine other guys standing around, and you don't have to be the life of the party, but you're willing to go take the risk of putting yourself out there. Right. And that's what we're talking about from a relational standpoint is, you know, not wanting to get close to people so you don't get hurt will only ultimately lead to you being hurt in loneliness. Yeah, that's a great, uh, the loneliness point is very, very good. Let's go ahead and move on. we got a few more sure. areas to hit. Career. So for your career... We've talked physical, we've talked relational. Should you play it safe or should you take risks? This is going to be an interesting question. I'm interested to hear your answer because you kind of have the old-fashioned standard play it safe venture, which is 30 years at the same job. Work right. your way up. Stability. Very stable, earn the same paycheck, You know, get a raise every five years or so. Work, you know, Just very, very secure, very stable. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I do think in today's economy and environment, that's a whole lot harder to do and make a good living based off yeah. of that but that's kind of the safe way to do it or do you take risks because you know you have things like just branching out into maybe unsure you know not as stable business ventures or maybe try to freelance start your own start your own business i mean that's always right. a risk so joe what are your thoughts on this question because you might say if you're a bachelor taking risks is probably a whole lot easier for you to do like you're yeah. all that you're depending on is yourself you bet on yourself you'll be fine but when you have a family which we encourage all godly young men to have you do have to be a little bit more careful with this when it comes I to your agree. career. So what are your thoughts on this? Should you play it safe or take risks with your career? You, I'm glad you mentioned it because I do think when you're early on, I would take as many risks as, as is necessary. I'm not going to say it's possible because there may be some really stupid risks. But the idea of like, especially if your parents are open to you going and living back home, not that you want to, but if the worst, worst, worst case scenario was I got to go live with my parents for a few months till I get back on my feet because I tried and I failed. Okay, that's different than my family's destitute. We have no money. My wife is going to have to go work, whatever it is. Right. No, you know, so to your point, that's that's a great point to make of like, I think the risk ought to change the curvature of this, you know, whatever you want to say. It should be going down after. Not that you're not going to take risks after you have it, but the risks are more calculated and they're uh, a lot more prayer, a lot more thought goes into these things. When you're a young man and you have an opportunity to just get in there and somebody asks you to go help with something, it's like, okay, it's a one-time thing. Let's just go help. Yeah, take those risks. That's what I would say because, you know, on the negative end. Should you play it safe? There, we've already had a Chasing Your Dreams episode, and I would say um, if the risk is I'm going to go into photography and, and you know, I'm going to give up everything and I'm going to spend $100,000 on an education to go do this, to me, <laughs> yeah. no, no, because once again, what's the upside? The best case scenario is you are in the upper 1% of everybody else. Whereas I look at, you know, a, a career that you chose, a career that I chose. I don't have to be in the upper 1% to make a good living for my family. Right for your family. I, right. I don't have to be somebody that like, that has to stand out 24-7. No, I just need to be good at what I do. 
if you're banking on YouTube is another one. You better be in the top 1% of all YouTubers if you're really going to be making a legitimate living on this. So the taking a risk, and I know that's not specifically what we're talking about, but like the taking a risk, you have to consider these things when at a young age so that when you, re- or, you, know, when you have a family, you're ready to kind of settle down and be thinking a little more clearly about things, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because, I mean, the other thing is you consider... <sighs> yeah, I mean, when you're young... I'm with you. It, it does make a little bit more sense to be a little bit more risky, maybe to try some new things. I mean, starting a business, it, it's one of those things, and we're going to have at the end like what we recommend regarding sure. risk taking. And so, taking calculated risks is one of those things when it comes to starting a business of like actually planning it out and is this possible? Is this feasible? Versus the the really safe route. I do think that on in in general, if if you have the trust and faith in God, it is okay to be to take some risks when it comes to your career, even if you have a family. Uh, let's say you get a, you know, I've had, I've had several of those where I've had a job opportunity pop up that is different, is not, you know, maybe the most stable thing, it's the most stable thing in the world. And, you know, that was the decision I had to make in the moment of how, how risk averse am I going to be here? Am I, am I going to stay with what I know and it'd be a whole lot safer or am I going to, am I going to try this other venture that might provide some greater benefits to my family? And that's just something you have to weigh and decide. But what I would say is don't just be Mr. I, I just want to stay in this one place working at, you know, I don't, I don't even want to give any examples, but like one place for the next 50 years, because typically, again, in today's economy, that's not going to work out super well. Yeah, there was a time, as you referenced, there was a time where that was the case. Hey, Johnson, you know, good to see you for the next 30 years. You walk in and it's the same thing every single day. And like, and they put their kids through college and ex- bought a house. Exactly. And, you know, like, you're not exactly. doing that, typically. Your, your 401k set, you're doing fine. Your house costs $80,000. Like, Right. We live in a world of hustle culture. We live in a world where you kind Multiple of Multiple income streams. Correct. And, yeah. I mean, you do have to take more risks time and again. And so, yeah, if you're risk averse and you're not willing to do that, the idea of like, well, I'll just stay here for the next 30 years. Look, if you get that and it's stable and they are giving you raises and, and your family's happy and you get to come home and say, good for you. I'm just with you. I think there's an idealism to that. Bet on yourself and bet on God is what I would say. Doesn't mean be mm. stupid with yep. it. Like, oh, let me just throw myself out there. No, be smart with it. But... Put your trust in God. Bet on yourself. Of like, I know I'm going to succeed at whatever I do. That's the confidence we're talking about. Let's get into the last area, yeah. Joe, as far as risk taking. That is financial. Yeah. Very, very interesting discussion uh, here because um, think about debt. Debt is a risk. Yeah. Debt very much is a risk. So should you risk it? Obviously, there's guys like Dave Ramsey who come out and say basically all debt is wrong. Right. Or bad, not wrong. Bad, but he's kind of inconsistent with it because he still says you can have a house. No, that's still debt. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I... I get why Dave Ramsey and people like that say that you should not go into debt. And there's different types of debt. Obviously, having a house payment is not the same as having $40,000 of credit card debt. Right. But when it comes to debt at all, most people would would tell you you need to avoid debt because of the risk and all those things. And generally, I agree. But what are your thoughts on this? How safe should you play it when it comes to new business venture pops up? You have the opportunity to invest maybe some of your savings. Maybe the risk averse thing to do is no, I'm going to keep it in savings. Uh, you right. know, I might need it. Maybe My the more risky three percent that I'm, you know, that maybe, I'm getting. Maybe know. the more risky thing to do is to put the money into X Y Z new business venture, whatever that you could lose a lot of it, or you could make a whole lot more. High stakes high reward. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this whole financial side? This is so tough. This is so <laughs> tough. Do I think you should risk debt? Yeah, if it's the right debt, I would say house. You know, as you said. You own something, and yeah, we could get into the government actually owning it and everything else. You know, I, I understand. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the conspiracy end of things, but also kind of how it actually works. At the end of the day, owning a house is a big deal. That's yeah. the reason why it's kind of a benchmark for a lot of people. 
Yes, that's debt. I don't have, you know, $400,000 to go Sitting around. Yeah. As much as Dave Ramsey would love for me to just save up from my McDonald's paycheck and, and put it cash toward it, it's just not going to happen. So, but I would also say, this is where you get into big trouble. I would take more of Dave Ramsey than less. Yeah. I'm not trying to slander Dave Ramsey. He's got a lot of good advice. Correct. Yeah. But I, I think his advice was horrible when he was telling people, don't buy, don't buy. It's like, they should have bought, and they would have been in, especially when the interest rate was low. Now oh, they he, could have ridden the wave up. Yes, yeah. he hit a lot of people when it was a bad time. Like, well, now's not the time to buy. Like, don't just listen to everything he says. But there's a lot of young men that I would say the moment they can get a credit card, the moment they can go out and buy a, a expensive you know, car, an yeah. expensive car, or the subwoofer to put in their car, or whatever you know to soup it up, or whatever it is, like that can be really, really dumb, and you can get yourself into serious issues. Here's another one. What about education? Yeah. You take the the risk of eighty five thousand dollars in debt, and really nowadays it's over six figures in debt to go get your education. That's a massive risk in debt you're taking. Of I'm going to be able to afford this because you're going to be saddled with this for the next probably twenty to thirty years. Yeah. Um, you have to think about that. I'll just give my opinion on this because let's be real, we haven't brought scripture up. A lot of this right. is opinion about being a good steward, kind of. My opinion on debt is essentially for credit card debt. I'm against it. Like, yeah. do not keep a balance on your credit card. Pay. I have a credit card, but I pay it off every single month, and so we don't keep a balance on there. Car, you know, I, I it's been really nice. I paid off my car two years ago, and it's been really nice not having a car note, but we're about to need a bigger family car, and so yeah. I'll probably have to go into a little bit of debt for that. I'm not opposed to it. I think generally speaking, if you can stay out of debt, stay out of debt. School, I'm glad you brought that up. If you're staring $120,000 in student loan, uh, of student loans in the face, Say no to that. Like, I, I'm sorry. Unless you're going to be a surgeon or uh, That's something. what I was going to say. Unless <laughs> it's something that you're going to be paying that back rather fast. Right. But your liberal arts degree for $120,000 where you're going to be working at Starbucks. Right. Or I'm going to say it, your Bible degree at Freed Hardeman for $140,000. Right. That's going to take a while to pay back. So right. let's go ahead and get into what we recommend regarding risk-taking because it plays into this. And this first one that I already referenced. As you said real fast. Yeah, go ahead. Because you have it on here, and I just want to say – Investments, crypto, real estate, oh, you yeah, referenced yeah. it, and I want to say this real fast because this is a young man's thing. Crypto is real big. You invested in it. I invested in it. I didn't invest a ton. You probably invested a little more <laughs> I than invested me. invested more than I should have. Yeah, yeah, well, you and me both. I think you a little more than It's going to come back. It's going to come back. That, that's right. We're riding the wave. <laughs> um, these are long-term things, truly. I've thought about, well, I'll just sell it off and take the whatever, less than 1000 at this point <laughs> of what I have, which is brutal. Like, ouch. Took a, took a dip. But... You know, I'm not going to pull it out. That's a long-term thing. So you have to understand when you're going to take risks, there are certain investments that are smart. Play the long-term game. Play the long-term game on these things. Um, But also don't put yourself so much where my life savings is going to go into BitTorrent or whatever it is the way, like, no, you could put a grand or two if you have the money there. Be smart with it when you're taking financial risks. If you have an opportunity to invest in real estate, real estate is really good. But do your research when it comes to these things. Correct. And again, because the other thing that would probably be a dumb thing to do, just like maybe dumping your whole savings into crypto, another dumb thing to do, in my opinion, is keeping all your savings in a bank account where you're making half a percent interest. Find mutual fund, Edward Jones, other other places like that, H&R Block maybe I think is one of them. Like places that you can do investments where you're getting 6 to 8% interest and yeah it's risky but it's it's i don't know i think that's way smarter than what a lot of people do which is just keep money in a bank account but this gets to what we recommend regarding risk taking and that is number one take calculated risks yep these are our principles that we're going to recommend we're not saying don't take any risk we're not take we're not saying take every single risk you possibly can what we're saying is take calculated risk for all of these your career your investments that you make financially um you know physically going back to the first one we started with be, be intentional about it. Be calculated about it. Don't just, you know, oh, there's a risk. Cool. Let me take it. 
you know, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you see this with some people where it's like, I could lose everything or make 5% on what I have. How stupid could you be? Right. Like, if you could lose everything and make 100%, nah, that okay. Now we're talking whether that's a risk worthy of taking or not. If there's a family involved and you could lose everything, I would say no. But if you're a young man and you can put your 15 grand of savings or whatever it is, which is a lot, but if you were to put it in something and lose it, you'll make that money back and it's only against you. This is the calculation we're talking about is, yes, do your research. Be prepared for the worst. You hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst. If everything goes wrong here, Right. My dad's got the worst luck in the stock market. He he's you know <laughs> he would dabble in a little bit, not big stakes, but he dabble in a little bit. Everything that he did, it's like oh, of course we're gonna need more concrete. Boom. Oh well, of course you know like it was it was uh, AT and T or something like. Of course that's gonna be fine. Boom. Everything went down. It's like just don't do it. Your dad single handedly is wrecking stocks. Yeah, exactly. Like okay, dad, I'm gonna bet the short or whatever they say. Like let me let me put it in. whatever you're whatever doing. I'm betting, gonna say yeah. it's going to go down, and we'll. You know, just because it's the, the Brian Wilkie effect. But no, this is the calculation is you have to be prepared for the worst and know I may lose it all. Yeah. You know, he lost a lot of my, I lost, I, when we were young, I, when I was 16 years old, I put in four or five grand into something. We lost all of it. Oh, and wow. It, it could have been huge. They had vitamins in the cap. They had patented vitamins in the cap. Mellow, Carmelo Anthony was drinking it and they had several in, in the Denver area that were doing it like athletes and it was supposed to be a huge deal because they had the patent. Next thing you know, you see the guy driving around in a Corvette and the thing's done like he just took everybody's money. It was Really bad. Yikes. But anyway, this is what I'm saying is you have to be prepared to lose the money if you're going to take the risk. That gets us into the second thing that I have on here as far as what we recommend kind of principles. (laughs) Consider the other people involved. Yep. How trustworthy are they? Um, You think about like investments, for instance. Guy, buddy comes to you. Hey, I'm I'm thinking about starting a business. Can you you give me $15,000? If your buddy's a numbskull who always has done idiotic things his entire life, you probably don't want to invest in his business. You know what I mean? Like if he's shown to make smart decisions and, you know, done well with things, maybe you invest in it. That's what I mean when I say consider the other people. The other thing on here that I would say, like when we're talking about career changes, consider like if you're thinking about maybe taking a riskier step with your career, what management are you going to be working for? Yep. Who are you going to be working with? Yep. Um, those are things consider that you need to consider the other people. Yeah. You have to. They need that needs to go into your calculation of your risk taking. Yeah, no doubt. If your friend asks you for two grand and he's got Elon Musk backing him, yeah, maybe take two grand. If he's asking for fifteen grand and it's just him, probably not. You know, right. these are the things we're talking about. This is the calculation that you you better go in being the expert on everything when you go to take a risk. If it's going to cost you everything, if it's going to cost you five bucks, okay, you don't have to be the expert. But calculations do matter. To your second point, consider the other people involved. Third, I would say, and you mentioned this earlier. Bet <laughs> I forgot on, I had it on there. I said it o- earlier. That's I okay, but I, we're going to say it again because it's really good. <laughs> Bet on yourself if you know you can come through and and. What we mean by that is, my dad, I'll use him as an example in a positive way now. Um, When he was young, he started his business, but it was like, if I work my butt off, which he literally worked 80 to 100 hour weeks when we were young, if I work that much, I think I can make this work. And sure enough, he made it work and his business went, you know, very big because he bet on himself. He knew he could. He knew he could. He knew that if I really put the time and the effort and everything else, if I was dedicated, so he bet on himself and it really worked out. Now imagine if you bet on that, but you're having to wait on somebody else, which is what he had previously. That's why I bought him out. He had it previously and the other guy didn't want to do anything and went nowhere. So as far as it depends on you, don't put your hands in the, or don't, don't put your fate in the hands of stupid people is, but, is another one of his things. Like it goes to the second one, but bet on yourself when possible because you'll work harder than anybody will for it. And I'll tie this into the, the fourth one. Sure. Uh, what we've got on here is don't be stupid. Follow your gut on things. Um, I'll use the same analogy with, you know, buddy comes to you. 
if you're feeling at like something is slightly off about it at all, just don't do it. Right. Don't put the money into it. Uh, career wise, and for the opposite end, if you're like, man, I, I, I'm not saying do everything off of feelings and vibes. That's not what I'm saying. But like, <laughs> trust your gut in many yeah, instances. Yeah. You gotta like, trust at least. I really do feel like that can serve you well. But what I was gonna say with you know tying back in the last one, if you're even slightly you know, kind of squishy on something as far as like, man, am I going to really be able to follow through on that? Then probably don't do it. Your right. dad knew that he could. That's why he pressed right. forward. Same thing we're telling you here. Like if you know that you can, again, apply to anything, chasing the girl, uh, career, starting physical, business, whatever. Yeah. If you starting a business, if you know that you can, man, go for it. If you're a little wishy-washy on it, probably shouldn't. So that's, right. that's the trusting your gut thing yeah. that I would say. Again, going back to the calculation, the fourth, as you said, don't be stupid. Follow your gut. Um, I, I think that's very good. Let's get into the fifth one here. Go for this it. This is the last that really wraps everything in. Trust that God will provide. We know from Matthew 6, right, he talks about, hey, I clothe the lilies of the field, right? Like the birds of the air have food to eat. We know that God will take care of us. We know that God will provide. That doesn't mean you will win every single time. This right. is not facing the giants that every time you pray for a new truck, boom, <laughs> pop, you know, here comes here comes. A new you're not truck. a big fan of that movie, are you? I'm not a big fan of that movie. Like, oh, wow, the team was cheating and all of a sudden... Look, this little how... shrimpy guy kicks a 52-yard field goal for the win. Like, give me a break. <laughs> oh, man. that We could poke so many holes in that movie. But that's the point is like, look, God will provide for you. That doesn't mean that you, you know, he's going to, you know, it's straight aces. He's going to say yes to everything. Sometimes you're going to take a risk and it's going to fail. The biggest thing about risk taking is, again, you have to know that you might fail. What do you do in that moment? You bet on yourself. You trust God. You know that it's going to be okay if you work hard enough for it. So if you lose everything, the story. There's so many people to, that where their story comes from. I went broke, and then I ended up making it all back because they worked their tail off. Dave Ramsey is one of those. Dave Ramsey is one of those. Yep. You look at Zuckerberg. You know he he quits Harvard. Um, a lot of those guys actually quit college, and everybody in their life said this is a huge risk. What are you doing? You got into Harvard. You can't possibly do. It. He bet on himself. You know, and now guys, one of the richest men in the world, starting Facebook. That's a story of a lot of guys. So that doesn't mean it's going to be your story. You quit college and you end up being broken a bum, you know, five years <laughs> later. Like I, I, I'm not saying quit college, but I'm saying if you are betting on yourself, if you are trusting that God will provide, if you are trying to trust your gut and you really believe you've taken the calculated calculator risk, you know the people involved. God, I think, will come through. The, the the adage of God helps those who help themselves, it may not be biblical, but I do think it's true to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, if you are pushing for it and want it, and you're willing to take the risk and to show up time and again to try to make it happen, then, yeah, I think God blesses your your efforts. I don't have a lot to add to that. I think, again, we covered a lot of ground here, but those, are the, those would be the generic principles that we would say. Be calculated with your risk. Consider who the other people are. Uh, bet on yourself. Don't be stupid. And follow, you know, follow your gut, and then trust that God will provide. You're gonna have opportunity to take a lot of risks in your life, and you're gonna have the opportunity to say yes or say no to those risks. And as we've tried to share, we don't think you should always say yes, but we certainly don't think you should always say no. And it is one of those things that you just have to be be smart about it. Um, but consider, you know, who is depending on me for this. So much here. Um, we'd love. We welcome your feedback, your comments, your thoughts on. Uh, risk taking, it is part of being a man. I do believe that part of the being a, a golly young man as well. Um, but also having the, the, the brain capacity to know when is this a stupid risk to take. Yeah. So, uh, that's all I've got. That's Trust the God got, will yeah. provide. That's a great way to wrap. And so we will stop right there. This has been episode 57. We very much appreciate you watching and listening. We'll be back next week for another episode of the godly young men podcast.